guys, welcome back. You are listening to Talk About It, my fine little smokies over there. It is late night and I'm here with May. Hey. Hey, hey, it's me, your favorite little former orphan. Hey, hey. I'm so happy to see you. I know we got to chat a little yesterday, but I'm happy that you're here. It's been a hot tick. It has been a hot minute moment minute there you go it's been a hot second it's been a hot something (laughs) it's been a hot something (laughs) this life is spicy dude your life is spicy i am still recovering a little bit with my voice guys so again apologies for the baritone that is my voice right now but may you've got some stories from your adventures yeah, I've gone on a couple adventures. Been to Narnia, Hogwarts, and back. Dude. Since the last time we spoke him. Also, guys, we're drinking tonight and we're doing what's it called? What are we doing? What do you mean? What Progression. Progression. This is drink one. This oh, is one, right? Oh, yeah, you're so right. You're so right. That is what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> so this is, well, m- Maybe not drink one. No, this is drink one. You're about to start drink two. Okay. I'm not much of a drink. We're we're counting other things for me. What are you doing? All the joints. Oh, (laughs) that's right. Oh my God. We're we've had a long day, guys. All right. We've had a very long day. I was in office for a very, very long time. Just losing brain cells, but I don't want to talk about work. No, we have this hotter tea than work. Yeah, this session is not about success. It's about delinquency and liver killing. All right, so where are we starting? Let's start with New Year's. Okay. Happy New Year's, everyone. I wish everyone big booty bitches and even bigger bank accounts. And you yeah. your first, guys. Yeah, that's what I wish you. <laughs> um, Which... Did you do anything for New Year's? I worked for New Year's. Ooh. If you guys followed my follow our Instagram at Talk About It Podcast, uh, one of my coworkers uh, put me in her story, and I went ahead and shared it to the page of some antics behind the bar. So if you, you had it, a you much more it. productive New Year's. I did drugs and blew a hole through my brain. Hell yeah, you did. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, actually, for real, I went to Austin with my friend, mm-hmm. my really, really good friend. We'll call her, mm, we'll call her Amber. Okay. So I went to Austin with my friend Amber, and I had bought some snow, you know, and I was going to do it. And then about 40 minutes into the drive, into Austin, Mm -hmm. I realized I forgot my drugs. I literally forgot it. And I was like, like I was on a mission to do this. I bought it. I was ready to do it. I Mm -hmm. bought it from someone who like, I was happy to buy it from. I felt safe doing it. I wanted to do it. That's never been the case. I've always like either just been really drunk and stupidly like did some random person's goodies. Mm Mm-hmm. 
this was like something I genuinely wanted to do. Yeah. And we're about 40 minutes in the drive. And then I realized that I forgot it. I'm on the verge of tears. I'm like emo as fuck. I'm like contemplate. Like I was so sad. I was so mad. And then I finally remember that in Austin, I had a college friend. Mm-hmm. We'll call her. We'll just call her. What do we call her? What other names are Katie. They? Katie. We'll call her Katie. Wow, and you really struggled with these names today, bro. <sighs> I know. You um, had Amber and that was it? <laughs> like, you, the only female's name that you could think of, Amber. I have no other names besides Amber. What the fuck? <laughs> well. All right, continue. <laughs> Amber and Katie of this story. Amber and Katie. So I had a friend in college, Katie, who I had not seen in like almost two years. Oh, no, over two years. No, almost two years. I don't oh my know. God. Two years. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm so slow and stupid. I'm tired. I should not be awake right now. Anyways, just keep up with me, damn it. Anyways, Katie, I hit her up and I was like, hey, Katie, I'm going to be in Austin. Don't know if you're like yadi da da Katie, just like... By the grace of God, how the universe worked out of nowhere. And also in college, Katie never did drugs. She never, all she did was drink. She was a really like solid, very sp- responsible girl. Mm-hmm. Did not see this coming. She just texted me and she's like, hey, do you guys do blow? I was like, mm, what? Because it just would not have come from her in college. And I was like, hell yeah. And oh yeah, also in college, she had a serious boyfriend. They've dated for over six years. Turns out they recently broke up and now she's gonna like. Oh, she's a little wild girl now. Yeah, now she's like me. Nice. She went oh, from God, like super. Use? Yeah, she went from super, super wifey, super cuffed, super responsible to like a dirtier version of me. So she was also slurping up drinks off of bar tops then. Oh, God. worse than that. Worse oh than that. Oh, my God. Zambonis. Yeah, worse than that. Oh, yikes. Anyways, so I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, okay, cool. I'm going to get some. And she did it so easily. Like, whatever. Um, she's, like, into her drug dealer. Anyways, her whole. That's, that's healthy. A, her <laughs> side story is a whole nother conversation for another day. But so we yada da da. I meet her at a um, little dive bar that she likes in Austin. I meet her. We get a couple of drinks. Um, my friend, my friend Amber, tried a zin for the very very first time. It was sixty mils, and I forgot to tell her. I was like, she just took it. She didn't ask what it was what katie offered she's like do you want a zen and she was like yeah so she just takes it put it under her lip and i didn't tell her that like the number one side effect if you're not used to these is you throw up 60 is a lot 60 is an abnormal amount i still am not being like i'm sorry I'm not able to wrap my brain around people that just don't ask questions about what they're being given like, just, I'm stuck there. <laughs> no, she just took it. And I'm like already kind of a few drinks in. So like, I'm not in my head. I was like, I, she's never done this. She's going to get sick. But then I like not clear enough to like go out of my way and be like, girl, 
Yeah. This is what happens. You're going to. And then so Amber is like, I got to go to the restroom. And she's in there for like 15, 20 minutes. I get a text. She's like, I just got to refresh myself. She comes out. She's like, I think I just like, I thought I got roofied or I thought I got like poisoning or something. Because she went in the restroom. She blacked out, threw up. The world was spinning. She got super, like she just died in the bathroom. And then she came back no. out and she was like, I just like died and resurrected in those 15 <laughs> minutes. And she was like, I didn't know who to call out to. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, it's the fucking sense. I forgot to tell you, like, that is normal. Like you people get so fucking sick after those if you're not used to those. Oh my God. And I was God. like, that's very normal. Throwing up, especially almost every person who's never had a Zen the first time you try it. And if you, even if you've done it a couple times, if you're not a regular person, if you don't do it regularly, throwing up is like quite normal. See, this is why I stick to, stick to the green and the shroomies, man. Because that's yeah. not for, I don't like things that hurt my stomach. No. So mm-hmm. Amber was just, on her own little journey of death and resurrection. Oh my God. In that one bathroom stall. So we can call her Jesus. Yeah. She was just out there resurrecting <laughs> and just <laughs> telling me, I'm just going to freshen up. <laughs> nope. Incorrect. That was wrong. <laughs> that was not right. But then she pulls it a little bit together. And then Amber loves to dabble with experiencing new substances that's just kind of like her Mm -hmm. um this is the first girl that you told us about mm -hmm. she just loves to dabble in experiencing new things Mm -hmm. and then we go to um we go to katie's work and that's like where her boy situations you know she she let she dipped her ink in the work pool. Oh, it's. I don't know if that's the mm-hmm. correct term for a girl, but yeah, that's like guys. That's she, that's rule number one. You don't shit where you eat, man. Yeah, don't do that. So we go to her workplace to get like some free drinks, yada da da, and mm-hmm. we go into the restroom, and that's when we um, just take a few, do a few lines. No big deal. Okay, we do a few lines. I'm feeling good. Like, <laughs> I'm feeling good. I don't do any other drugs. Actually, this might be the worst one. I don't do any hallucinogens. Never done shrooms. Never done acid, Molly. And I could not because, like, anything that is hallucinogenic, I will freak the fuck out. I will be in a psych ward. Do not ever, ever give me anything oh, that makes could you not see be things. Me, friend. I'm a finance girly. <laughs> I like that speed. I like that heart pounding out my chest to the point where fucking Russia can feel it pounding oh out of my, my chest. I like my eyes shaking. I like my hands twitching. This is Wolf of Wall Street I like vibes. people screaming at me, telling me I'm doing shit wrong, telling me to do better. I like my eyes like wavering back and forth. That's what I like. And I like that three hour sleep lifestyle. Anyways, so I'm feeling like a little crackhead, my favorite little feeling. And then we go outside. We after we um 
do a few lines. We go outside. I meet a DILF. I hit on a DILF. I kiss the DILF. Then we get an Uber. That's a whole other story. We get in an Uber. A lot's happening. Then we go into a couple. Oh, yeah. We go to a bar. And it's the Coyote Ugly. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know that movie, get cultured. I don't feel like explaining it here. <laughs> we go to Coyote Ugly. And I start dancing on the bar. And I literally should have been put on that payroll. I brought that bar so much money. Yeah, you did, bitch. And I was, I didn't, I was like, honestly, this is after so many more drinks, so many more lines. I don't know where or when, how I did them. But at this point, I'm just like, probably like five, six lines in and about five, six drinks in. And like, I was dancing on the so bar. You're a little fucked up. I'm very fucked up. And I'm dancing on the bar. I'm not dancing with anyone. I'm not dancing for anyone. I'm just, I'm dancing my little own heart away. And for some background context, I grew up dancing. So when I dance by myself, I'm like actually dancing. I'm not just like you're shimming. I'm not just yeah. shimming. I'm probably like doing some old choreo from like motherfucking high school or something. You're doing a great job up there. But people loved it. People loved it. Um, I got a ton of drinks. The bar bought me a couple drinks. And the girls that working at the bar, they were like, they let me stay on the bar. They were super chill, super fun, hyping me up. They loved watching me. They just kept feeding me drinks. Um, I don't know where all these drinks came from, actually. I just like, I was. they were just all in my hands. and I. Somebody was just handing you. Yeah, and I just kept drinks. taking them. And then we went in the back again, did a couple more lines, whatever. And then there were these promoters or these dudes. I think they were promoters. I don't know. Some things happened. Some conversation was said. I don't know. And then I follow these men into this bar, into this club. Um, and they bought me a ticket. So I was like, okay, they bought my, me and my other friends a ticket and all the other dudes that we were talking to just bought themselves a ticket. So we all just caravaned out to this bar. Yeah, you did. And we're at this bar. We're dancing. I'm sure I talked to a thousand people and find my friends. We skip around dancing, dance my little heart out, whatever. And then I, somehow I don't know how I ended up in this situation twice I end up in the men's bathroom and I'm just doing a shit ton of coke in the men's bathroom stall the second time but the second time so the first time I do it I leave it was successful third the second time I'm in the men's bathroom I'm just in there with like these dudes and my friends and we're just like passing the drugs around Mm-hmm. When just doing bumps. At this point, I'm probably like at least 12 or 13 bumps in. I'm fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm fucked up. And so we're doing that. And then there is this, someone snitched on us. I don't know how, but security comes in, mm-hmm. pounding on the door. And they're like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. You're done here. You're done here. My fucked up ass is like yelling at them for ruining this orgy and how I'm just trying to get railed from behind. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. And I'm telling security to fuck off because they're ruining it. And they're like, no, you're not. I know you're doing fucking blow in there. And they're just like screaming. And 
then my friend just decides she's like i'm gonna start peeing and then she's like got her she was in a bodysuit katie was in a bodysuit so she starts taking down her pants and then security like this whole story is giving me anxiety the fucking swat team like security their whole team the fucking SWAT, bust down the door Katie's on the toilet like she has already about two seconds in full stream and you know how, like especially when you're fucked up once you release you can't stop yeah you can't stop and she that yells shit. at security she's like I'm genuinely going they're like doesn't matter they like yeet us out of the um bathroom and so she had to leave she like is still pulling up but she just kept peeing so she pissed through her she pissed through her bodysuit and through her pants, jeans, denim jeans, black denim jeans, and through her bodysuit while running away from security. I was so fucked up. I didn't even run away. I just stood there and I was like, okay, I'll go. I'm sorry. Are my parents going to find out about this? And I'm like, oh my God. And then he was just like, get the fuck out. And I was like, I'm scared. I can't get out by myself. And so I'm like, oh grabbing onto the hand of the security and i'm like scared he's probably so pissed at you bro and i'm just like holding on to security for comfort and i my i know my dumb ass like didn't could not i could not comprehend how mad or how like upset he was with me instead i think he's like here to like make me feel better so i'm like clinging on to him and then he's like you're done you're done get the fuck out get the fuck out but this whole time i'm like still clinging on to him for whatever reason because like that was your probably only option to get out and so i get out i meet up with bits and pieces of our crew i'm mainly just looking for katie and amber i find katie yeah the two people that you actually know Mm -hmm. katie got kicked out by security as well but her purse was left in the bathroom they won't let us back in. So we're like yelling at security. We're like, please, please give her a purse. Give her a purse. They go back in. They also, they told the rest of the team not to let us in. So we're, For good reason. We went in the back. We For tried to go reason. in. They locked it all up. There was security out there. Like literally, they're like, not you. And then I finally called Amber and Amber must have just skedaddled. Like she was like everyone for themselves and ran away out of the bathroom stall so she was still in the club and i called her but they were i heard them they're like go find her and i was like amber get the fuck out they're looking for you like they're looking for you they are on the hunt for amber i finally find amber then we go to another bar and how are y'all still able to get into places is my question we were good dancers everyone loved watching us dance like they just liked watching us dance. I don't know. I think I don't know. But we just went to this other club. Um, everyone got their tickets. We go in and we're just dancing our little hearts out. And then my friend told me though, there's like I was just dancing and then there's like these men that just like were circling around me and she's like you just look up and just start profusively crying. Like you just <laughs> got scared and start profusively crying. Oh my God. And you just are like, I just want to dance in peace. Stop it. <laughs> the club. Oh my God. And then she was like, <laughs> but 
Amber was like, yeah, I was like, I was just, I thought I was rolling. Like I genuinely found Katie and I was like, yo, am I rolling right now? Like, what did you get me? She's like, no, you, you're not rolling. That should just be, that should just be blow. And she was like, I thought I was rolling. And I like went around looking for you and I look over and you're just like, ah, and just like ducking from all these dudes and start crying. Oh my God. No, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. And then we went home. We went. We got home at 5 a.m. I probably fell asleep at 6 or 7 a.m. And That come down, how was it? Amber and I just stared at the ceiling with our eyeballs shaking. <laughs> so it was a rough come down or? I don't even really remember the come down. I think I was just so wired. I was staring at the ceiling and then knocked out. Just immediate crash. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember the last thing we just kept repeating. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. And then it went black. And then we repeated that the second night. <laughs> but. So the second night we did the same shit. But Katie and Amber, we went to a house party instead. Okay. But Katie and Amber did. No, Katie, Amber, and I went to a couple more bars because I wanted to see Austin. Mm -hmm. I was like down to go to this house party, but I like genuinely want to see Austin and like it's nightlife and a scene. So the first night we were on Sixth Street. Mm -hmm. The second time we were on Rainy. We go to Rainy, not as crazy as we were, but I just like kind of went to go see the scene and what people were what that area was about yeah yeah, as one does and katie was wild she pulled out more drugs just on the street did it i was like oh my gosh you are wild and she's like no everyone does it here like it's it's fucking awesome just do it so i did it just on the fucking streets which is wild to me never do that again yeah in austin people just do drugs like they really do just do drugs like that well it's i did weird. it and i was like scared and i guess i was loud about how scared i was doing it because this like man came up and he tried to like kind of flirt with us but it was obviously just because he wanted to like he wanted a a bump you know yeah. he just wanted what y'all had yeah and we i don't know i was just like no i wasn't i wasn't fucked up enough to be generous yeah and then we go to this house party and it's fun. All the drug dealers are there. Her drug dealers are there. Her coworkers are there, there who are all like druggies. Mm -hmm. um, we're just drinking and having fun, whatever. And then um, one of the drug dealers, Amber and I met. And he was like really infatuated with us. Just kept talking like business and finance with us. I don't even know what I said. <laughs> but I probably just like <laughs> he's like what do you do and I was like mm -hmm. told him what I did and then he just went off with us and Amber's in the same industry as I am too yeah she's an analyst and she she's in the finance world with me as well and so we told him and then he just kind of like went off and like I mean that's our industry so we were just making small talk but he was like really into it and before I know it we're already like 40 minutes deep and it's like finance bro combo <laughs> and then finally we get out of that and then we go into a room and amber and katie after all this bloat they went ahead and snorted ecstasy wow yeah they did 
I did not. I'm just scared to see things. I'm not going to lie. I was very, very curious. But I also know that if I were to ever do hallucinogens, I would motherfucking see things. And it would put me in a literal psych ward. Well, X is, it's, uh, it is, but it's not. Like, shrooms, you go to, like, you can go to, like, different fucking planets. You can see your walls, like, like, my walls will start going like this. What is that, Allie? They can't see oh, what right. this y'all is. Y'all can't see, y'all can't see what I'm doing. Like, they, like, ripple, that would absolutely fuck me up. Like I don't I, I will admit I don't like it as much when I see when I see that. Like I prefer to either microdose or like send me like send me like fully into another universe. But that well, I guess that's not entirely true because I like to go outside and like paddleboard and do like a medium. Where, like, everything looks like you're in a snow a snow globe. That would be my 13th reason. If I started seeing shit or anything like that, that would fuck me up so bad. I can, I can handle a near heart attack feeling. I cannot handle seeing things. I don't know. It just feels... So nice. Even when I'm drunk and I start seeing things blurry or like doubles, I get really paranoid and I'll pull my shit together so fast. Oh my God. I don't think I've ever actually seen like double. Oh my gosh. I've seen doubles so many times. That's I don't, that, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen to me. And I've been like blackout drunk before. I actually never, from what I can remember, I like, I've never had an issue seeing double of things. Only once, and it was when I was 17, did I ever actually black out, like go limp and unconscious from alcohol. No, I think that's alcohol poisoning, which is different than blackout. Okay, well then once did I get alcohol poisoning? But, I mean, I have blurry nights where bits and pieces I don't remember, but for the most part, like, if I start seeing weird, I will pull my shit so... I will put... I will pull my shit so fast together because I don't, I don't know. I just get scared. Like I like to feel good, but my worst fear is not being able to see my reality and like walking into a white van and never seeing anyone ever again. Or, oh my God. Yeah. That's why I don't do a lot of shit like, uh, in public. <laughs> it's part of the reason. Cause I can't be trusted in my friend group. Like my long time, like my best friend and like, at like that friend group, I am known as the most likely to get kidnapped. That is why. Oh, same. Like, but part of it is also just my size. And like, if I was a predator and I looked at a room and there was someone like me standing in the room, I would target myself. Yeah, that's a fact. Like... I'm just a little sack of rice. Yeah. Throw it on your back. What am I going to do? Actually, you just got to knock me out, bro. That's it. You could carry me anywhere. Maybe this might be toxic. 
I genuinely do think I would put up a big fight, a good fight against a predator. 100% you will not take me to a second location. You might be able to take me to a second location. I will die. I will die first. I will cause such a scene. What if you're alone? I will cause a scene. Do you know what they would what do? If at no a one's location? around. What if no one's? I around will cause you? a scene anyways. What is the? What's the worst thing causing a scene is going to do? Cause a scene enough to get somebody's attention. Mm-mm. I mean, like obviously, cause a scene. I would cause a scene too. But like, what if no one hears you or sees you? That might not be enough. Next topic. <laughs> I know it's almost bedtime. Yeah, you're gonna give me nightmares. If I get nightmares, I'm calling you. Anyway, so the weekend, the birthday weekend was good. That wasn't my birthday weekend. That was New Year's. Oh, shit. That was New Year's. Oh, and guys, May had her birthday. Happy birthday, May. She's 24 now. Gross. Fucking gross. I think you look great for 24. The second it hit midnight on my birthday, my boobs instantly sagged to the ground and I got arthritis and I could feel it in the bar. That's not what happened. Yes, it is. It hit midnight. Everyone's like, oh, happy birthday, May. Instantly, I felt my boobs like drop two inches down and I could feel the arthritis instantly. So guys, if you ever see May, absolutely let her know that her gray hairs look good. Or her saggy butt is great. I have no butt. I have You're nothing right. to become saggy. That's why I said boobies. Y'all, so the first time I like... So this, the first summer that May and I knew each other, we're like going out to the pool or whatever. And I tell her what I'm wearing. And she's like, I can't wear thong bathing suits. And I'm like, why? She's like, I have, you, you were like, I have no ass. And I was like, that's not true. And you were like, do you want to bet? And you came out. I can't remember what color it was. Pink. It was pink. It was pink. And I was like, bro, you right. You got no ass. My ass is literally perpendicular to the ground. (laughs) It actually falls. It might be concaved. Back to legs, baby. Back to legs. It might be concaved. (laughs) My butt literally might be (laughs) concaved. Anyways, don't focus on that. Focus on the funny personality. (laughs) We know you guys are here for the personalities. If you're okay, into so that booty. Was not, that was not your birthday weekend. That was New Year's. That was New Year's. All right. Do you guys like how, like, about two episodes ago with me, I was, like, on a healthy journey? Yeah. Fuck that. I healed. And now I'm back to delinquency and absolute... Debauchery. Debauchery. I am a menace. I am, like... Feral Carol over there. I'm like Mulan, but if she were to use her skills for the wrong side, if the wrong Mulan party. If Mulan was the villain, then you would be me. her. Mm-hmm. Damn. That is me. All right, so birthday weekend's next. Birthday weekend. Oh, yeah. I went out to North Carolina. To see one of my college friends who moved out there and my sister and her fiance, who she is going to get married to in August. But listen to this. They've been dating for a while. I've never met him. 
And they're engaged. I had never met him. They're, they're now getting engaged. married in August. Yes. And I had never met him. Wild. Ooh, I just burped in the microphone. I wonder if I caught that. Anyways. <laughs> so I went out. To, oh, and they have a, they got a puppy about a year ago that they're obsessed with. Aw. And so I went out to see my... I landed in Raleigh to meet up with my best friend mm-hmm. from college. Um, she's on a whole nother journey of just chasing after a dude that does not like her. Whatever. Been there, done that. Um, yeah, not that long ago either. And he lives in New York now. Oh my gosh. No, I didn't chase after him. I always <laughs> knew. I always knew he was going to move. Also, I always just knew that like if we were ever to hang out for too long together, we straight up would probably like attempt a money heist. We, he is a male version of me. Oh God. The male version of me. All right. On topic, on topic. Anyways. I wonder what he's up to. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so my friend, what am I going to name her? I am going to name Victoria. her Victoria. Victoria. And so I'll play with you with that again. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria. So Victoria was she's based in Raleigh as of right now. I go out, I meet up with her. Um she like told me literally the day before I landed, she's like, "Oh, I'm doing 75 hard. I'm not drinking." um how well did that work out she did it nice she did it um could not tell if she wanted to do it or if it was because the dude that she's in obsessed with like wanted her to i don't know can't tell Uh um so i was just like okay boo boo you do you Clearly, I'm not going to be sober because it's my birthday yeah. weekend. But um, when I was in Raleigh with her, I did try to, like, be really tame and, like, behave myself because I was meeting her friends who are, like, pretty mellow and tame. I don't know. It's her world. Yeah, they're not balling out over there. Yeah, it's her world. Her people wasn't trying to, like, disturb her lifestyle over there. Yeah, you're um, just chilling. Yeah, because clearly... We're on different lifestyles. So I just try to vibe with them. Um, but I did end up meeting her boo thing, who she's casually talking to. Um, so I met him. Just chill. Um, and then we drove out to Charlotte to meet my sister and her fiance. And they bought a townhouse together. Actually, she bought it. Nice. She we bought it. Woman boss. But he's paying half of the mortgage well, if he's every month. Here, he, he should. Yeah. But she did put the down payment. It's under her name. She's the one who financed it. And he's just Venmoing her. The So, like, good shit for her. You know? I love that for her. Yes, He's ma'am. amazing, though. I do love her fiance. Obviously... Um, last year there was some stuff and I definitely judged him for it. Um, but I had not met him yet. It's very smart that she bought it before they're married though, because Mm -hmm. if anything happens, that house is hers, honey. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. 
And so I met her little puppy. I met her fiance. He's awesome. I fucking love him. I'm so glad I met him because, I mean, I was always excited that she was engaged. But like now that I absolutely adore her fiance and their townhouse and just seeing their life together, like I adore it. Mm-hmm. I'm so much more excited for this wedding. Yay. And so I'm like, we love a good fiance. No, he's so amazing. He's so nice and he's just funny. And she's like very, very um, type A, super like kind of bossy, super like um, by the rule book, bossy, very demanding. She's alpha. Mm-hmm. And he's just like vibing, you know, the whole world could be falling apart. My sister's world is always falling apart. And he's always sees a good based off of like the two days I spent with them. So they balance, balance each other. Yeah. They balance each other out. Um, so I'm really excited for this wedding. They were awesome. Their place is so cute. Obviously, they've only had it since October. So lots to do, at least to my sister. She's like, so much needs to be renovated to me. I was like, damn, I'm, I would be happy just buying a shack. At least I owned it. Fair enough. <laughs> like, I agree. In like, this market, damn. absolutely. She's like, we need to take out this chandelier and put in a new one. I'm like, I literally just got excited for buying like used bedside tables for $40 <laughs> for both of them on Facebook market. Dude, yes. You got a steal, honey. <laughs> like, she's out here looking at chandeliers for this townhouse that she bought. Love it. Here for it. But yeah, no, it's so much fun seeing their life. Um, I just, we were in the bar. Um, my friend Victoria was still very sober. She drove us, bless her little heart. Mm. And I made my sister and her cry in the bar. I'm naturally very, very straightforward. And if you ask me a question, I'll answer pretty directly and honestly. Mm. But usually like when I'm sober, I filter the manner and the choice of vocabulary yeah, to communicate what I'm trying to say, but you'll get the point. I'll mm-hmm. just say it in a more filtered way. But I was like, this was later in the night. And so Victoria just asked me like what I thought. And I was like, listen, it's been X amount of months. He said he doesn't want to date you, but he keeps you around to cook, watch his dog, yada, X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. I was like, you are letting him live his own fantasy with you like i was like he cares about you he does not care enough to date you even though you've tried for months that's fair that's that's a valid response and so and i was like it's a gamble you can either wait around for the potential you see in him and hopefully it comes out sooner than later chances are though like if my own lessons have taught me anything or if any watching my friends when you're waiting for potential that usually doesn't come out it's usually not until the next person because they have to experience losing someone really great before they're like damn this is who I could be and who they usually become maybe I'm negative for that I don't know that's just what I've seen and witnessed Yeah. Majority of the scenarios I've seen with my friends. I think, you know, I commend you for saying something like that because it really takes like honest friends for us to like 
to get out of our own heads. Like it takes honest friends for like people to wake up and girls need their girlfriends. Like, I don't know what I would do with, without y'all, like without you or Bill or Sid or Paige, like I would not know what to do without, and I have, and I'd be dead. I would be honestly, like, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. If I didn't have my friends, I'd be dead. Like, y'all keep me so honest and very grounded and, like, very level. Even though, like, I'm out here doing stupid shit, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm not living to my best right now. But, like, you guys keep me, like, in such a good, like, headspace because I, like, I have so much going on. And you guys really focus me. So good for you for being a really good, like a good and honest fucking friend. Because even though she's probably going to like still do that shit, she's going to be thinking about it for a while. No, she actually texted me the next morning and she was like, happy birthday. So glad you came out and see me. I'm so appreciative of what you said last night. I needed to hear that. I needed that kick in the ass. I'm going to deal with it. (gasps) Good for her. A girl, I hope you listen to this. I'm so proud of you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, she's a good cookie. But um, same sentiments about my friends, especially post-graduation, like after college and everything, it's so hard making friends. So when you are lucky enough to make, I didn't just make friends when I moved out here. By the grace of God, I made really, really good friends. I consistently see who consistently check up on me, who consistently make plans with me. And and it is very consistent. And I think that's very rare because people are so busy. And like even with friends who don't reach out every week, like that's not a normal standard. And that shouldn't be a normal standard. Yeah. People are busy. Um, I think it's important to show up, like just showing up for people. Yes. But like I have, for whatever reason, during the times I really, really needed my friends, they have just, I've made like such good friends to the point where they just sense when I'm emo as fuck and like sheltering like myself away from the world. And I just like, this is the climax of like my main character story, <laughs> you know, like it's pouring rain. My face is, is <laughs> my face is like leaned against the wall and some, I mean the window and some like sappy song, probably like fucking sad Kelly Clarkson's this just singing in the back video. And I'm just looking out the window and then I just have these friends texting me, calling me. And I'm just ignoring them. Like they're right, always no, there. My sad girl face. For my super super emo main character moments um i can always tell when you start going like you go you're going through it a little bit oh what am i not going through it i mean that is factual i think i might like going through it so sometimes we just like it man Maybe that's how I feel like the main character. You Who not knows? Do that though. It's very <laughs> Probably good. not. It's not good for the psyche. I'm not a therapist or a psychiatrist, but I don't think it's good for the for the mental. Keep everyone on their toes. Keep myself on my toes. We let's just see what we can get through. Let's just see what all we can endure before. Before not even sure if I fully got through. Did we fully get through anything or did we just jump to the next journey before we figured out our you last journey? We didn't figure out anything. We didn't figure out anything. We're just here riding. 
We're here for we're the here we're here for the vibes, man. <laughs> <laughs> not sure what the vibes are. Definitely but, can say they're not healthy, but I'm here for them. But we're here for them. You know, again, my best friend. We we've talked about her a lot, Bill. Um, Bill taught me that the most important thing that you can do for somebody is show up. So I show up for the people that I care about. You know what I mean? When when they ask or before they ask. It depends. Like, if my friend is like, hey, I need you here, obviously I'm going to be there. But I also offer to be there too. I'm like, hey, like, what can I do? How can I help? And like, I can't, I want, I need them to tell me what they need situation sometimes because what I think is helping may not feel like helping for them. So I, I always try to gauge on like, can I clean? Can I bring you food? Like, do you need me to pick up medicine? Do you need a hug? Do you just want to vent? Do we want to find solutions? Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out with you. You know what I mean? And like, sometimes people just want people to be there. I try to do that too. I, I applaud you for that. Because I think that takes a lot of skill to be there for someone. That sounds horrible on my end. But I like, mean, I've literally delivered I'm not that soup, person. To, to, soup to your door. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When I was sick last year, she delivered soup to my door. I did. I oftentimes call. I'm stressed out at work. So I started this new job, obviously, as you know, in September. It's been a vertical learning curve. <laughs> there is curve. no curve. It's just zoop curve not with a b with a rve vertical learning curve um large learning curve and not just the operational and procedural side of my job but also just professionally Mm -hmm. um definitely one of the if not the most professional i would definitely call it a very high professional standard okay yeah and so that alone just how to navigate that and how to have those conversations and adjusting my vocabulary to be able to articulate what I need slash want with other members at the firm um has been it's been a good learning journey like I I love what I do day to day I love my job and I see myself there for a while and I want them to want me (laughs) there Absolutely. Um, which was not the case at my old job. I was just there to get that experience on my resume so I could move forward. But here I I want to know the people for a while and I want to be there for many, many, many years. How does that feel there. like internally? Feels really good. Nice. Because I do work shit hours. <laughs> I'm in the office for a really long time. I am working really, really fast and I'm stretching myself thin when I'm there. Like it's a hustle. The firm itself just has a very busy environment. Um, but I like that. But I, it's so different when you actually find a company and a job you like. And this sounds so stupid coming from someone who's been in the industry for less than two years. But in my two years at my old job, I was there to just 
be able to gain experience and be able to put something on my resume. And that Mm. was it. Like I took that job because that was the only job that took me. Yeah. Um, actually I got so lucky after that job and I started applying, I kept getting rejected actually a lot. And then I ended up getting accepted by a pretty well-known firm actually. And they were the only ones who accepted me. This is the job you have now? Mm Mm-hmm. What? So... It's, I'm just remembering when when you told me about this interview and that you had been offered the job, you did, you did in fact not know who this company was because y'all, she tells me- I knew this, their name. She knew I knew their, their name, name, but she, I, she didn't know the extent at which this company is, it's very, very well known. And I was like, May I don't think you know who you're working for, baby. Like, you need to look into that. I knew the name. <laughs> I knew they were in finance, damn it. Anyways, enough about that. <laughs> um, with that said, I got rejected by everything else. Literally everything else. And I was prostituting my resume out there. I was really naive. Same way I was naive. After... Um, senior year around the end of senior year I was like I had a decent GPA I did my bachelor's in finance got a minors in Spanish and I had just I did decent in college yeah I wasn't like Harvard material I was then I went into um I got a solid GPA um and then classes went online due to COVID I kind of dicked around it dropped for a while brought down my overall GPA actually quite immensely um and I thought that was gonna hurt me it might have I don't know but towards the end of senior year I really thought I was like oh I have a degree now I can like get a job this is gonna be awesome no for anyone who is like in college and you're thinking that once you have a degree it's just cake easy peasy it's not I was applying for really really like every day by the dozens and I was lucky to even get a rejection notice other than that I was just no response and it was like so I will say I was applying on the later side I was applying within the last month of senior year and that's like my own fault because I didn't understand the urgency or just the level of competition mm-hmm. there is in the workforce. Like, jobs are limited. And I hate to say it, but people are disposable no matter where you work. Oh, absolutely. You have to reach, like, multi-million status before you become indisposable. Even then, I mean, my firm just fired a bunch of our top people for... Um, I don't know. You can read it in the news. Anyways, (laughs) I didn't keep up with that very well. But anyways, it was hard. Like I just could not get a job and I was applying rapidly towards the end of senior year. I was stressed about it. I think I cried about it a couple of times. Did not want to move back home. I always thought like, okay, I was either going to go to law school or I was going to get a job right away. Mm Mm-hmm. I was not getting any responses. I was not, I was lucky to even get a very, very beginner's interview. Like 
first step interview with a recruiter. You do an interview with a recruiter, then you do an interview with like a low level person on the team, then it progresses up there. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of interviews with a recruiter and then I heard nothing or I just got rejected or I would just get rejected or hear nothing from the start after an application. And then it went through a process of me lowering my standards and applying for things that when I was reading looked more um, like lower level positions, mm-hmm. anything that said assistant or something like that. Kept You're getting like, rejected. Give me anything. Yeah, kept getting rejected, kept getting um, no responses. And then finally I got a job offer two days before my graduation. Oh shit. Like, I was ready to just wait my summer out in my college town until I got a job. I got a job two days before my graduation, packed my whole life, signed on, packed my whole life up, whipped out to my job and started a whole new life. And you changed cars like in the middle of that mm-hmm. road trip. I had to change you? cars in the middle of the road trip due to the necessary, but also on the advice of my parents. Also shout out to my parents because moving out to here would not have been possible without them. And then I did that job for about a year. Really good learning experience professionally, personally, and just learning about the industry was not for me. It was very, very entry level, a lot of dirty manual work. Um, But it's definitely where I needed to be and is what helped me get to where I am now. Even though like now I'm still very, very lucky to have gotten this offer. Yeah. But the difference between here and now is just I stay doing these shitty hours and I stay past hours and I stay going into office and dealing with all this chaos because I genuinely love my job and the people I work with and the company I work for. I love it. I love that you're happy, man. That's amazing. But, Ali, you started a new journey in your career. Yeah, I did. I just finished my paperwork, paid almost $1,000 to the state for my licensing and all of that. In what? Tell them what. Oh, yeah, real estate, guys. (laughs) I'm just keeping all the secrets over here. But, yeah, I, um, I officially signed on, hung my... Hung my license with uh, with a company, and I'm super excited. I'm excited for the journey. So, you know, there's that. But, of course, the goal is to, you know, I'd love to do this all the time. Do what? Bartending? I'd love to podcast or, all the time. Oh, podcast. Yeah. I was like, bartending or real estate? God, y'all, my my body cannot, it can't. I've got a few years left in me to bartend to bartend. Yeah. I've probably got, I probably have like a max of like five to seven, like very max five to seven. But anyways, yeah. So may wants to may thinks I need a blazer guys. You definitely need a blazer guys. Listen, what? Real estate, I feel like, is one of those jobs that people are always talking about the outfits and the clothes. And I do, 
as superficial as it sounds, I do think looks do make a big difference. It's not like my hair and makeup aren't done. And it's not like I'm showing up in my pajamas. Also, the whole professional and the corporate look is totally right up my alley. That is my style. Like When I go out, I'm in heels, very fitted, very neutral, colored. I don't know. That's just like my fashion style. So I just want more than anything between us. I just see such a fun time doing a girl's day and going shopping with you. Okay. And getting your real estate outfit. I'll, I'll let you pick out two outfits. I'm so, two, I will say you got some bomb ass shoes for this. I do like all the pumps you have, all the Thank shoes you. you have. Thank you. Um, I would love to see a couple you blazers. Even, I don't even think you've seen my like shoes in my box. Button ups, either. maybe some slacks, some work slacks. Mm. See, like I could fuck with some slacks. Can I wear like Converse with the slacks? No. We gotta get you gotta you. meet me halfway here. No, mate. no, no, no. Okay, well I'm not getting a bra. It's like what? I'm not going to put a bra on. So Do you ever wear a bra? You no, never, never wear, wear a, bra? a bra. What about like a strapless? Nope. No bra? No bra. You're, That's my line. They're pierced, That's aren't they? That's my line. Not even a sports? Nope. Aren't your my aren't nipples they are pierced? pierced? Yes. Do you want those showing? They're my nipples and they're just nipples and I don't wear a bra now uh, except to go to the gym. So unless I'm at the gym, I'm not wearing a bra, and that's my line. I feel like they might make you. They can't make me wear a bra. There are dress codes. That's not a me problem. That is because you're their employee. What? No, I'm my own business. I guess it depends what your contract says, yeah. Listen, as long as I'm not doing anything crazy... Right? Like, as long as I'm not doing anything wild, it's fine. And they're just nipples at the end of the day. And also, what the fuck are bras even for? I have no titties. None. I look ridiculous in a bra. I look ridiculous. You could help push them up then. No, we don't need to do that. They're fine where they are. Leave my tits alone. They are happy not being in it. They are happy just hanging out and doing their thing. I mean, mine are pierced too. So I have n- no judgment against pierced nippies. But I do cover them and Photoshop them out of all my photos. I don't even know why they're pierced. They're only ever showing if I go, maybe if I go out. I just whatever the the they, nipples the do, only they people do. who know besides this podcast, but hopefully they don't they don't ever see me or meet me or find me, um, are like the like few men who have seen me naked, which would be a very select few, because we weird. know how you feel about being naked. The exact I wish it was normal to have sexy time fully clothed. That's absolutely not normal. 
I don't think it's even, mm, maybe it is. I don't know. I think it's weird. Like who, like if somebody, if I were having sex with someone and they were wearing clothes wrong, that's wrong. No. Why is that? No, absolutely not. The thing is not even insecurity. Like I'm not insecure. I'm really not. I'm not just saying that to defend myself because I have no problem going out in a more risque and more sexy outfit. Like I will wear something tight, something short, maybe something a little sheer, whatever. It's got nothing to do with being insecure. I don't know why I'm just weird about the human naked body. I also get weird looking at a human naked body. You're you're like more on the modest side. Do you think I am? Modest in the way of like nudity, I think, a little bit. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you lean more Because some things I'm so like wild about. I think I like things for the plot. You just said that you wish it were normal to fuck with clothes on. And that's weird. But that's just in regards to like how I feel about the human. I don't know. I get weird looking at it. I get weird being naked. I get weird. I don't know. That's the thing. I can't think of anything because I'm really not insecure. And I've never been like, I've never gone through issues with body image. I've never gone through issues with appearance, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, sometimes you look in the mirror and I just see like my armpit fat flow out. And I'm like, damn, I wish it wasn't there. But I've never had anything so severe where it hindered me from wearing what I want. So you're confident in your body, yeah. but you would prefer to fuck with the clothes on. I'm just weird about Guys, is nudity. there a word for this? I I'm just weird either. about nudity because it also makes me weird to look at someone else Why? naked live. You know what you need to do? I think you need to spend like a month at like a nudist colony. No, I think nope. so. Nope. I think that's how goodbye. we goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. I nope. That's how we- <laughs> I would rather pay my way out of that. <laughs> I would rather do the splits on a hot hibachi grill and pay not to be there. I think it would be so freeing for you. Literally stone me with hot coal. I will not be there. Okay, well. That is not an exaggeration. Stone me with hot coal before you ever put me be a part of your healing at a journey. nudity. This is not this is not part of my healing journey. This is a part of the journey. You gotta do it now. I might just not like nudity. But it's so natural. That's not natural. Yes, it no, is. No, it's not. It's just your body. No, it's not. It's just your body. Having chub and wrinkles and pimples, that's natural. Wanting to be naked in front of an audience is not natural. Who Actually, said in front of an audience? Okay, being naked oh, alone is also weird. 
I walk around my house naked all the time. Doesn't it's not it get weird. breezy up there? What? Doesn't it get breezy up there? Dude, it just feels nice. Mm. Just feels nice. Mm. I don't know. Like, there is something that, like, it does something to your confidence. Like, I'm telling you, spend 30 minutes a day just walking around being no. naked. I'm telling you, it would change your mindset. I would not know which if I was naked in my apartment and you walked in, I swear to God, I'd be frozen, stuck in place, profusively Why crying. Am I walking in. I don't know. In what world am I just walking in? I don't know. Naked? If you were anyone where to walk in, I was like trying to do this stupid Who ass is little walking just I don't know. Into your house. I'm just letting you know. If I was like trying to test this and my limits with nudity, and I was like, okay, let me see if I can get comfortable with this. And I like on a slim chance got fully nude and try to like function in my apartment and someone saw all you would see would be a little Asian frozen girl, butt ass naked, profusively crying, but unable to move and help herself. I would be a crying Asian statue. I don't understand why people are just walking in in this scenario. That's not realistic. Who, in the time that you've lived anywhere, has somebody just casually walked in and... It, what? The one boy... The one boy I had sexy time with. He just casually walked into your house. When I was changing. No! That's what I'm saying. It was after sexy time. I told him to get out and then he walked back in thinking I was done changing and I wasn't. Okay. Well, that doesn't fucking count. Ranger agrees with me. Does anyone else hook up and then like change while be like, okay, get out. I need a change. That uh, I've. I can't relate to this story. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Cannot relate to this story. I feel like that's more normal than... Maybe it is. We should ask our listeners. There's a difference between having <laughs> sex and then just changing in front of someone. I feel like there is. You guys let what us know. What matters is your reality, May. My reality is I got old as fuck. My Titty boobs are sagging overnight. and I have arthritis. Nipples to the toe. Probably like having memory loss as well. Honestly, this pro- this probably isn't even real. This You're might- probably Do you guys believe do you believe that we might be in a simulation? I mean, it's not proven that we're not in a simulation. It's also not proven that we are. So all I'm saying is that the probability is there. Do you actually believe that we might be? That would make me really sad. I think if I die, my hell would be finding out that this whole time I was in a simulation. (laughs) You're a sim of somebody? You're just... No, I think that would be my hell. Like, that would make me really, really sad to find out that I was in a simulation. I would rather live, like life dealt with a lot of bad cards and a bad hand i think it's a fun idea to play with right no like sometimes when for example 
I like to, you know, sometimes I like to disassociate like a little bit. And sometimes I'm working at the bar, but sometimes I'll refer to drinks as files and pretend I'm working in a, you know, in like an office building. And these drinks are now files that people need. Whatever my life is, I would rather have whatever life I am given and have it be real than find out that I'm in a simulation. I think the lack of free will will be what like would damage my existence. Like everything I did wasn't actually who have I am. Have you seen the movie Don't Worry Darling? No, I have not seen that yet. So that movie, but did you keep in touch with the like um the advertisements and the Mm-mm. Okay, so it's the movie with Harry Styles and um something pew love her but now i'm forgetting her name fuck is it amber <laughs> no it's not fucking amber <laughs> florence pew it's harry styles florence pew directed by olivia wilde there was a lot of drama with his movie it was in the tabloids it was a big deal when it came out i watched it and that's essentially the gist of the movie is it's this couple he puts them he pays for them to be put in the simulation of this perfect like believe it's like 1960s 1970s if that's like a really really bad time frame and that's not accurate to what the movie is i apologize (laughs) but you're doing great but it is during the time where like she was this perfect happy put together really beautiful housewife had the um, pot roast ready when he came back from work he worked this office job yeah no. And so he put them in this life when in reality there's um he was broke as shit. He got laid off and she was a surgeon working shitty hours, but like chose that for herself because she's a surgeon. She wanted to be a surgeon. That's what you sign up for when you're a surgeon are those hours. And that was a reality and he was like almost in a way, at least in the movie, what I got from him was he was jealous. He wasn't the breadwinner, he wasn't the caregiver. He was the provider of the house. So while during his time of unemployment, he's, if you haven't seen Don't Worry Darling, you want to stop listening right now because I'm about to spoil it. Skip ahead for how long? Probably like a minute. Okay. And then, so he's jealous that he's not the um, provider of the family, masculinity, whatever. And so he, during his time of unemployment, while she's at work, he's been listening to this cult and it's essentially propaganda in and he's selling this product which is to you pay a shit ton of money he'll come in he subdues the um wife um you essentially drug them you set them up to the simulation and then they're put in the simulation of this perfect end quote traditional life woman is the caregiver man is the provider and in the simulation the husband, she lives in like, they are put in this cul-de-sac with all these wives, our best friends, really hot, have a bunch of kids, yada da da makes dinner, lunch, breakfast, whatever. Definitely said that backwards. But anyways, and then the wives, they always, they're like, in quote, their setup is they work for this place called, in quote, Victory Park in the mm-hmm. simulation in all honesty, they're actually driving out and then to a place where they leave the simulation and they go back into the real world and they work their real jobs. Rather, it's like 
a subway worker, a McDonald's worker, or maybe they are a Wall Street stockbroker. Oh I don't know. Oh my God, what? But then like the wives don't know that. All they know is they work for Victory Park, even though they're really driving out of the simulation. What the fuck? Yeah. And so like when I was watching that movie, I was like... That really, really scared me. I think that scared me more than any other movie because for whatever reason, I don't want to be in a fucking simulation. I don't. I'd rather go through anything than find out. Like, at the end of this, it's all just been a simulation. So, I I don't believe that we're in a simulation. Not really. I like to toy with the idea. I'm a, like... I definitely class myself as like a theor- like a little bit of a theorist. Like, what if this were real? Like, what does that look like? But I believe that we're energy and energy comes from somewhere. Like, I believe that there is something after this. Now, I don't know what it looks like, but I know that That's this- more like the afterlife, though. So what do you think of now? What do I think of now? Like, so I, I believe that humans are programmable, like as far as like the government goes, the news goes, like I can always tell when somebody watches a lot of news of like people, I'm not going to lie to you. People that work corporate jobs are so weird to me. And like, I have a lot of friends that are in corporate like jobs, which is also weird but like there are people that are in like i could not be more corporate (laughs) uh, oh absolutely but like i've heard other people like other corporate people talk and you don't really talk like them like what do you mean like i don't know good or bad way (laughs) like the people that i will hear sometimes talk at being in the corporate world i'm just like I'm terrified because I'm like, oh my God, these people like are like hardcore believing in like the ideological, like ideology that they've been given. And it's like, you can think for yourself, you know, you're, you're not at work. You don't have to sell me on your job, buddy. I think my worst fear is knowing that everything has been set in place for you, controlled for you, and it's already been pre-programmed for you. Like, I remember being in sophomore year of high school and in my social studies class, we were studying different um, ideologies and different, I think they were all Christianity. You have Calvinism and then all these other branches. But the one that like really stuck out to me in a fearful way was predestination. Ooh, yeah. That freaked me out because predestination is where God has already chosen, whether you believe in God or not, I'm not saying you need to or that you do. The study of predestination. But predestination is a Christian, a form of Christianity where people believe God has already chosen the individuals and a path, a life, and an ending for you. So no matter what you do, what you choose, like God's 
plan for you is set in stone. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter rather you choose X, Y, Z. Like whatever you chose wasn't really your choosing. It was God's, God's decision for you. And that's been set in stone from the beginning of time of your life Oof. and beyond. And that like really did not settle with me well because I mean... I'm Catholic. I do believe in God. I would like to believe that whatever you choose for yourself and whatever your religious journey is along with it, like you pray to whoever, do whatever it is religiously to help you get to who you want to be, what you want to be, then that's what will be. But it's not a process of doing the shittiest things in the world wanting to do what just you want to do even if it's like really selfish and just repeatedly being not progressing in your character and just repeatedly doing the shitty things that you do i think that and then praying and then being like oh take this away from me and because you pray it's taken away i don't Mm -hmm. believe in that at all i think that if people need hold on People's beliefs are their own. And a lot of people need something to believe in to do or be good in life. They need something to set a standard of morality for them. And whatever you believe in, if that helps you be good, then great. I'm here for better humans. You know what I mean? Like I'm here for a better and kinder world. So whatever it means to you, or to anybody, to Joe Blow down the road, to be a better human, go for it. If Joe Blow needs 50 cats in his house to take care of because he thinks it's going to make him a better human, here for it. If those cats are well taken care of, you go, Joe Blow. You fucking go, man. Why is he Joe Blow? That's his name. Joe Blow. Where did that come from? I don't know. I think I heard it on a movie once. Okay. Joe Blow. That's an Anyways, awesome name. You're welcome. Awesome um, yeah, I think like whatever you need to like have, <clears throat> have accountability, how to ha- have that self-realization and uh, man, I'm losing that voice. Told y'all it was not quite back yet. I love the husky voice. I've told her this before. I love the husky voice. I love it when I have a cold and it's like raspy. I think it's so sexy and I wish I could like be nasally as fuck forever. Well, I think whatever it is, whatever drives you to be a better human, fucking do it. As long as you are not harming others, or I mean, or yourself preferably, like as long as no harm is coming to other people, do what makes you the best human. Believe what you want to be. believe. If we're a simulation, if there's Jesus, if there's energies of the universe after, if half of the population are just robots and or aliens, whatever you got to do to get you to be better, let's fucking go. Guys, I think that's a great place to end it. Partly because my voice really doesn't have that much longer. (laughs) What a positive note to end it on, too. You do you, boo-boo. Okay, I don't know where you're going. 
Oh, she's she's getting like I'm getting organized, guys. I'm doing I'm doing the best I can do over she's here. She just pulled out a physical planner, like the hard cover planner. Sexy, so sexy. Um, she doesn't utilize it well because she still missed a whole ass event with me while it was written in her hardcover planner. I didn't mean to, guys. It's the, the holidays are really difficult for me. So with that being said, and before my voice goes out, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at TalkAboutItPodcast, on Twitter, on X, formerly known as Twitter, TalkAboutItPod. You can email us at TalkAboutItPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Patreon at TalkAboutIt and TikTok at TalkAboutItPodcast. You're on TikTok now? Come on, TikTok talk baby and guys if you haven't already please like give us five stars give us a good review on apple podcast spotify podcast wherever you're listening oh my gosh also ask us out of pocket questions give me those out of pocket questions you guys heard her may wants your most out of pocket questions like really controversial really should i ask it should i not ask it fucking ask it I want those questions. We want it. We thrive off of it. We want the chaos. With that being said, guys, we hope to see you Smokies so soon. Peace out. Girl Scout. Bye. Bye.